Well, good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRNAM for Tuesday, September 20th, 2022. And our top story today, can you get student loan forgiveness even if you're in college? Well, good morning, Mark. Thank you so much for joining us again on the program. Thank you for having me. All right, let's talk student loan forgiveness because uh, during the summer, here it is in September, but I think during the summer, we received an announcement that some individuals were going to be getting forgiveness of a portion of their federal student loan. Just to refresh the memories of myself and the audience, what are some of the basics we need to know about that student loan forgiveness? So the student loan forgiveness is up to $10,000 per borrower. It'll be less if the borrower owes less than $10,000. If the borrower never received a federal Pell Grant. If the borrower at one point received a federal Pell Grant, then they get an extra $10,000 of loan forgiveness or $20,000. Pell Grant recipient status is a marker of low income status. In addition, there are income phase outs um, where if your income is over $125,000 a year as a single individual or $250,000 as married or head of household, you're ineligible for the forgiveness. This combines to yield in about 87% of the forgiveness dollars going to borrowers who earn $75,000 or less per year. Now, now, Mark, with all that information, do I need to submit anything? I'm not saying I actually haven't, haven't been to school in a long time. A lot of people would say that's very clear and evident. But what do I need to do to get this loan? Do I need to submit paperwork or is it something that I forgiveness or do I need to will it be done automatically or both? It's a combination of both. Uh, An application form will become available in early October. Uh, For some borrowers, the U.S. Department of Education already knows their income information and can determine eligibility entirely on their own. Uh, For the rest of the borrowers, in in 8 million borrowers, the department has income information. For the rest of the borrowers, the um, U.S. Department of Education will need the borrowers to submit this form. It is supposed to be a simple form. Um, my guess is it'll simply be an attestation under penalty of perjury that you satisfy the income requirements. Because um, that'll be, actually, that'll be yeah. go ahead. Actually, getting income information from the IRS would not be simple. <laughs> really, it's not. It's not efficient. Um, now, Mark, what if I'm in college? What if I have a kid in college, and uh, am I eligible? You know, I, I'm, I've got a loan, I'm in college, and I could be of any age, right? I could be a 20-year-old, I could be a 50-year-old, I'm in college. Would I be eligible for that student loan forgiveness? Borrowers who are in college are eligible for the loan forgiveness with a couple of restrictions. One, any loans made with the first disbursement after June 30th of 2022 are not eligible. The main exception being consolidation loans that consolidate loans prior to that date and only loans prior to that date. Um, And if you're a dependent student uh, on the FAFSA, then eligibility is based on your parents' income and not your own income. If you're an independent student, it's based on your own income. That That makes, obviously makes a lot of sense. And so the 
income requirement if you're with a parent uh, will depend on your parents, right? Yeah. I mean, that basically your qualifications, basically your parents are going to get the student loan forgiveness, I, I would imagine. Well, you would receive the loan forgiveness, um, it, but it's based on your parents' income. Now, it is possible that both the student and the parents could each qualify for loan forgiveness. The student on the Federal Direct Stafford loans or other uh, eligible loans, and the parents on the Parent PLUS loans that they borrowed on behalf of the child. Now, if the parents are receiving loan forgiveness, it's based on their own income, but the Pell Grant recipient status is based on their own status when they went to college and not on their child's status. There are proposals to expand this to include their child's Pell Grant recipient status, but it remains to be seen what the U.S. Department of Education will do. Last question for this segment, then we'll go to a quick commercial break. Um, I want to ask you about credit score. So if I get student loan, a student loan forgiveness, if I apply or it's automatically done for me, does this have an impact um, on my credit score? So if I want to buy a car, buy a house, buy a, I don't know, buy a yacht, well, maybe not a yacht, but a boat, would, would this impact my credit score? Not significantly. Uh, the impact is partly, I mean, the receipt of the forgiveness that is treated as payment on account, so it has no negative repercussions. Uh, the main impact is uh, student loans are installment loans. And if you've been paying your loans on time, uh, then you're getting, you were previously getting a series of on-time payments. If you were paying them late, you'd be getting late payments on your credit history. So the elimination of the student loan debt eliminates that payment history going forward. Now, in addition to all of this, there is something called the Fresh Start Initiative. Borrowers who were in default on their federal student loans prior to the pandemic, and there's about seven and a half million of them, uh, have qualified for rehabilitation, and they're bundling this into a program they're calling Fresh Start, where the default will be removed from their credit history, uh, your loans will be returned to a current status, and you have a year to choose a repayment plan and make payments on that repayment plan. If you make the payments, the return to current status will be permanent. If you don't make payments under a repayment plan and a zero payment under an income-driven repayment plan counts, uh, then your loans will go into default again after the end of that year, by the end of 2023. Well, thanks for that, Mark. As I said, I need to get a very quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll talk more about student loan forgiveness, what you need to know. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy.
Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers. This free book reveals little-known secrets about annuity strategies that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. Call right now for your free book. And as a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, both absolutely free, for calling Annuity General today. Call 800-504-8194. Mark, thanks so much for staying with us this morning. We really appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me. All right, one thing I didn't ask you, and I want to touch on this, is taxation. Um, if I have a student loan or if the parent qualifies for student loan forgiveness as well, um, do I have to pay taxes on that forgiveness? Well, normally the forgiveness of any kind of debt is treated as income, where the forgiveness is as though someone gave you the money to pay off your loans. But the American Rescue Plan Act uh, provided tax-free status for all student loan forgiveness through December 31st of 2025. So the president's student loan forgiveness plan will not be taxable at the federal level. However, there are a handful of states that don't conform to the federal definition of taxable income or adjusted gross income. And those states, unless they change their laws, will tax the forgiveness. But th this has a minor impact. It's the equivalent of a few months payments. Better to have the loan forgiven and pay a few months payments uh, in terms of the tax impact than to not have it forgiven at all. And, and Mark, is it your sense, and I know you don't probably do not cover all the all 50 states and, and territories of the US, but is it to your best of your knowledge, are any of these states working to alleviate that? Because it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a knock on them, right? If, if you know, now they're gonna, the federal government's not gonna tax it, but you're gonna tax it. So to the best of your knowledge, are any state legislatures working on, on that? And I've heard from a few states that they are working to make sure that their uh, students, uh, the borrowers, aren't uh, taxed on that forgiveness. The problem they face is that their legislative sessions have either ended or are about to end. So it will be challenging for them to uh, fix this um, before in the, the tax year. Uh, they might have to fix it in a subsequent year. Uh, and then go back and give refunds for the taxes uh, that occurred. Also, keep in mind that you can control when the forgiveness occurs. So if, if, if you're not one of the 8 million who's getting automatic forgiveness, you can choose to submit the application next year instead of this year. You have until December 31st of 2023 to submit the application and uh, then get forgiveness. So. If you're, if you're in one of those states and you're worried about the taxes that you might have difficulty paying them, well, then you could wait until next year to submit the application. Though I, I generally don't recommend this because it means that you'll be um, making at least one payment 
on loans that are going to be forgiven. Uh, if you want to have your loans forgiven before the restart of repayment in January 2023, you would need to submit the application by November 15 of this year because it takes four to six weeks after they receive the application for them to provide you with the loan forgiveness. Uh, Mark, let me ask you on behalf of those who may have private student loans, uh, all, all, everything that we're talking about is really the federal student loan uh, apparatus. So there's, but is there anything available? What do you do if you're a private holder of a private student loan? Are you, are you just out of luck? Right. Well, there are two types of private loans. There are federal loans made through the Federal Family Education Loan Program, which were made by banks and other financial institutions. These are federal loans held by private lenders. Uh, those loans, and some of them are eligible directly for the forgiveness because they are held by or on behalf of the U.S. Department of Education, such as when a borrower goes into default and for certain loans made in 2008-09 and 2009-10. But there are also about $120 billion of uh, these loans called FELP loans that um, are still held by commercial lenders. They're not directly eligible, but if you include them in a federal direct consolidation loan, they can be made eligible because the consolidation loan will be eligible for the forgiveness. For purely private student loans that aren't federal loans in any way, you're out of luck. Yeah, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. Uh, Mark, where, where can you go to get information? I mean, everything you're describing makes sense. Do you go to the Department of Education website, would that, that be the best place to go? Or are there other better sources of information that kind of break it down in a easy to understand way? The U.S. Department of Education has an FAQ on their website on studentaid.gov that goes into some of the details that borrowers will want to know about. And they're, they've been adding more information to it uh, every few days. Uh, so that can be a good source of definitive information though it's not necessarily complete information. Right, but they're, they're kind of fleshing out all the, I mean, this is, this is how it works, right? They, a law or an order is passed and then you have to ask the regulators to kind of figure, figure out the, the steps. And I would imagine that they're, they're getting there, but they're not there yet. Right, they, they started planning for this several months in advance of the announcement, but there are certain things that you only figure out after you've announced a program when people start asking questions like, do parent loans qualify and, and things like that. Yeah. Well, Mark, really appreciate having you on the program. Great information. And uh, we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. Thank you. That wraps up this episode of VRNAM. Have a topic of interest, something you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle wellness, finance, tech, entertainment, so much more and all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content, or visit our website and our streaming partners. We're back again tomorrow for another edition of BRN AM. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. 
All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts, so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.